0: Hello and welcome to the first ever ADHD Mums podcast. I'm your host, Jane, and I'm here to let you know you are not alone. There are others out here just like you. This is a safe place where we will talk openly about our struggles with having ADHD, being a mum, and dealing with life a little outside the box. We are real people with real stories who want to be able to laugh and strive to be better than what we were yesterday. I will endeavour to be short and sharp, we are ADHD mums, we are time poor, we do not have time for waffle and long episodes, that will be my goal. However, we all know ADHD mums, we're going to get sidetracked, I will do my best. I'm a 36 year old mum of three who was diagnosed with ADHD a little over a year ago and I'm here to help you live out your life to your full potential with a diagnosis or without one. I run a telehealth psychology company myself, and I'm passionate about helping others take back their life and having a great time while doing so. On this show, you can expect to laugh, hear vulnerable discussions, and learn why things are the way they are for mums with ADHD. No two humans are the same, no two diagnoses are the same, and no two stories are the same. We have a lot to learn and a whole lot to look forward to on this podcast, so let's dive in. So if you're a mum with ADHD, you may have asked yourself similar questions when you experienced that moment of realisation. You may have had a sense of, what's wrong with me? Why is this so hard? You might have battled continual overwhelm or burnout. You may have been misdiagnosed with depression and anxiety and just taken one of your kids' Ritalin by mistake and thought, oh my God, this is working. Everyone has a different story. Why does everybody else seem to know what's happening at the schoolyard? Why does everybody else seem to know exactly what day and what time to do everything? And you don't even know the login to the app that you're supposed to be using. You didn't even bring home the right piece of paper to log in to Mathletics or Reading Eggs or whatever you were supposed to be doing. And these are really good, normal questions that we ask ourselves. It's something that feels really personal because we as mothers never want to fail our kids. We always want them to have what they need. But we seem to put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we blame ourselves and don't you love it when the kids say things like why didn't i have the green shirt that day why did you buy lunch at the petrol station why didn't you have it organized why did my lunchbox turn up today and i, I didn't have a sandwich in it those kind of questions hit so deeply and today we are covering that why are so many mums being diagnosed with adhd what is happening to make this come out more in the media than ever. Before we delve into that, I want to share my experience with you so you can get a full understanding of why this show came into existence and who I am. Here I was in my mid-30s, don't you love it? I'm not sure how old I was or how long ago it was, but I was somehow at breaking point again. I'd been experiencing severe burnout for years. My entire life, I cannot remember Ever having a balance. All I remember is go on the accelerator or break because I'm dying. There is no in between with me. And it seemed like there was, no matter what strategies I tried, nothing was working. And there is nothing more terrifying as a mother than when your oldest child hits prep. It is mayhem. It was, it hit me hard with the realization that I couldn't keep up. Previously, I had three kids under three and a half just craziness and I had they were in daycare and I was working at daycare you just drop them off however you are sometimes I just throw them into the room I can't get the shoes on them all the crying they're not organized I remember a couple of times just dropping them in pajamas because I just couldn't get organized enough but suddenly you're at prep and they've got to have a full uniform they've got to have all the things you've got to pack the bag the apps pinging all the time. there's homework And as you walk around the prep drop-off, there's nothing more confronting than seeing every other mother there, well-dressed, well-dressed toddlers, organised with their reading bags and their library bags and the homework, and you're there thinking, what library bag? I don't know about a library bag. Do I have a library bag? Should I have had a library bag? You don't know where the jumper is. And, of course, you ADHD mums, what do we usually have? ADHD children. So it's like having a team of people working against you. That's what I said to my husband. I said to him, if by some miracle I have everything that I need, my children then go and find things in their bag and take them and put them somewhere else. Anyway, as someone with a psychology background, I thought I had every tool in the book. I thought, oh, I can do this. I will throw more tools at this problem. But the problem was I could follow through with nothing. And every day was a constant pressure cooker. Previously to being a mother, I and actually as a mother as well, I still follow all of my wild impulses. And I'm an incredibly impulsive person. One of the best things about knowing that I have ADHD is I'm aware of my impulses. And my husband and I have a little bit of a rule now where I have to check with him before I start new projects. Because often I start way too many And they don't make any sense. And now he kind of sanity checks a lot of them for me, which bless him. So I had three kids under five when my daughter hit prep. And my husband was along for the ride with a lot of the crazy things that I was inputting in our life. I was running two businesses. My husband had a business. We had multiple properties. We were running Airbnbs. We'd moved three times that year. And a lot of the times when I heard other people's stresses, I just couldn't get it. I would think, but hang on a second, you're just moving house one time or you're changing jobs just like one. I couldn't understand. I would always try and be there for them. But in my head, I was thinking, they don't have much on compared to me. And I would think, am I living a normal life or am I living a crazy life? Or I couldn't figure out how other people were doing it. And why they, did they not have ideas or did they not follow ideas or, anyway, it became glaringly obvious to me that we were living a different life and I was starting to feel really desperate because I couldn't help myself with a lot of the ideas that I was having and I found a psychologist to help with persistent burnout and stress and they happened to be somebody that had experience with ADHD and ASD assessments, particularly in women. During a session, I was joking with the psychologist about a wild, impulsive decision. This is a real story that I had to buy a caravan and take my whole family around Australia, and we were going to leave in two months' time. But the reality of the situation hit me, and I started to feel really overwhelmed. Surprised, I'd already signed a contract with an Airbnb host to Airbnb our home. I didn't know where I would put our possessions, and of course, I put a a date on it so I couldn't get out of it and of course we bought a caravan within 12 hours of me making this decision literally we saw it on marketplace and bought it we had it delivered we'd never driven it before we'd never been camping before and suddenly I was in this position where we had no choice but to leave and that's when the psychologist suggested something that was completely unexpected he said I think you might have ADHD And I laughed and I said, oh, no, I'm a highly efficient person. Those people, no, I'm not like that at all, completely denied it. And he said, look, let's just run through the testing anyway. As we went through the questions, I found myself trying to deny all of the symptoms. Don't you love that? And he was reminding me that a lot of this stuff is without prompting. So, yeah, you might know where you've got to be because you've got 17 alarm systems, but what if they weren't there? Would you know? no, I would have no idea where I was supposed to be next Tuesday. I would have no idea of my own mobile number. And I nearly hit all of the fields for ADHD. When I left the appointment, I immediately called my bestie of 30 years. He's probably going to be the only person listening to this podcast, bless her. After I explained what happened, we had a bit of a laugh. And she said, that actually makes sense. And I said to her, does that make sense why I've had so many career changes and been on a roller coaster. One day, this is before I met my husband, I just packed up my car, left my house and decided to go on a road trip and drive from Sydney in my two-door Toyota Echo that was worth $500. I bought a Kmart tent and I decided to drive up through Queensland for six months. I'd never camped before. I had no fridge. I had no idea how I was going to make any money. And that was funnily enough, the trip that I met my husband, which was funny because you have to think to yourself what did he see in me this crazy woman driving around in my two-door car anyway that's another story for another day but it did make sense to me as to why I'd live the way I had and why I was struggling with the simple things yet I had two university degrees very well qualified I would say I'm very clever in some areas and in some areas terrible my husband would call me know the dumbest genius he knows because some areas genius other areas terrible which I think we can all relate to so at the time I felt really relieved to have an explanation however I did start to become a bit more of aware of myself socially I did start to feel uneasy and I realized how I was coming across interrupting telling too many stories getting too excited being too intense and I did start to feel a little embarrassed And I was starting to overthink everything. And since then, I've had to work really hard to come to terms with it and learn to accept my ADHD whilst not becoming a victim to it. I wouldn't say I've mastered it, but I'm on the road. We've been on the road to medication, which is something that we're going to discuss further in different episodes with some experts. It's not just going to be me talking. I've also had my own children assessed. And one thing as an ADHD mum... You are struggling with the little things, with the executive function, with all of the tasks. But also, as I mentioned earlier, we often have ADHD children or ASD children. We're a little neurospicy. Some people don't like that term. I think it's pretty spot on. You've got a neurospicy soup at home, and it does make things more challenging. Everybody talks more. Everybody interrupts. Playing a board game, like you see on Instagram, we sat down and paid Monopoly. I literally couldn't imagine anything worse than playing a board game with my children. No one can wait. Everybody's screaming. Everyone wants their turn. Everyone wants it their way. So I suppose having the realisation that things are a little different at our house and that's okay. And we have lots of energy. We have lots of fun and it's very loud, which is a little bit of sensory overload for everybody. But it is nice to know that's a real thing because otherwise you do look at other parents, see how they're doing it, but they probably have children who are a little more compliant than yours too. Hope that's so sa- okay to say, but that's how I feel. So when I made this discovery, I started to become more open and we became more open with my friends. So we would message ourselves on private messenger. I would call them mum fails. One of my favorites is recently this year, And at the moment I have a seven, five and a four-year-old. So we went out to this birthday party and it was beating hot. Like I'm in Queensland, Australia, and it was 98% humidity, 35, 36 degrees, like steaming hot. And it was a party at a maze. So like hedges and you can find each other. And anyway, it wasn't shaded to say the least. At the time, it took a lot for me to get there with my kids and I sat down with a bottle of soda water and I was like, oh, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. The kids, of course, hit me hard early. Can we go in the maze? Can we go in the maze? Can we go in the maze? And at that point, I was like, yeah, you can go in the maze. Anyway, five minutes, had a drink, sat down there, cooled off and I thought, fuck, panics hit in. What was I thinking? Why did I let them in the maze? At the time, it seemed like a good idea because I needed a rest. Now, I think I'm going to have to go find my children in this maze. So I'm casually walking in. Oh, I'm fine. I'm not panicked at all. Although I probably looked panicked, but I was trying to give off that I wasn't worried about this decision to let all the three of my children in this massive maze. And I actually realized it was quite scary in there. There's all these people screaming and laughing, and you can only see little feet. You can't actually see anybody. Anyway, I'm that person that gets lost finding their car park in a shopping center. So I've got no hope of finding my children or the maze, And of course, no executive function. I can't remember what they're wearing. After about, it must have been about 40 minutes, I came out of the maze. A small child had to lead me out. And I see all the other parents at the party and I'm like, oh, <laughs> had a great time in there. <laughs> Don't you love a maze? Not wanting to admit that I was like exhausted, dehydrated, hating every minute of it. And a small child had led me out. Where do I find my children? On the playground. They've gotten out ages ago. And as I sat down, I felt a realization of why did I not just say to the other parents, wow, I got lost in that maze and beam open. But in didn't, I sat down and pretended, oh, I was supposed to be in there. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. When really I was like completely panicked the entire time I was in there. So I, of course, sent this story to three or four or five of my mum friends who may have ADHD, may not have ADHD, but they appreciate that they probably have a little bit less executive function than some other mums do. And we have a real sense of relief when we share that. And one of my friends will write back and say "I'm a funny story that she did. And we've been talking recently and a few friends of mine said to me, it's such a relief when you can talk openly about your own struggles. No one does that. Why do we all have this facade that we all know what we're doing? And I said, I just don't know. And I think there's that's one of the reasons why this podcast is out here is because I want there to be a growing awareness and recognition of AHD women and ADHD mothers. We have gone undiagnosed, misdiagnosed for years We've been maybe on, on medication that, don't, that doesn't work, been given techniques we can't follow because our brain doesn't work that way. And this has led to significant challenges and struggles in our daily lives for the last 10, 20 years. We have maybe been told for years we're not reaching our potential because we, our brain doesn't work that way at school. And we know that adhd symptoms presents differently in women compared to men we know that we're probably a bit more inattentive than hyperactive and it makes it harder to recognize the symptoms and we of course are driven to fit in as women we know that motherhood can be particularly challenging for women with adhd demands of parenting exacerbate symptoms hands down for example I never know where I've parked my car and that's all fun and games when you're a single woman and you've got lots of time and you can have a laugh. It's highly frustrating when you have a newborn that's crying. It's highly frustrating when you have toddlers that won't walk. It's highly frustrating when you can't go check another area quickly and you're trying to pretend that you've got it all together and you're watching everybody else park and walk normally like parents and you're thinking why did I not write down? Why can I not remember this? It's difficult to maintain a consistent routine and to juggle multiple tasks. And we're also held to a standard of mothers that can do it all the time with multiple children. And our kids like to tell us where we failed all the time. I think as well, one of the things that has been missed is that as single women or married women without kids, we may have had access to coping mechanisms that we just don't have access to as mothers. For example, when I was married without kids and when I was single, I liked to exercise. I liked to go to the gym. I liked to go to yoga. I liked to go to the beach. I liked to be active. I loved to swim. And I had views that I would be able to do all that as a mother. I had no idea. I'd never held a baby before. I had my daughter and I'd moved to be with my husband who lived in a different area to me he owned a business and it wasn't on the cards for him to move and he lived on the beautiful sunshine coast and of course it was an obvious place to move and I love it here now but I didn't have a lot of friends and I had no family so I was lonely I was stuck inside a house my husband was owned a business so he worked a lot and my brain was going crazy none of the stuff that I could do as a married woman or as a single woman, I could do with a small baby. And she was very difficult baby. She wouldn't sleep. She wouldn't go down on the mat. I had no idea what to do with her. So I probably didn't set her up well with giving her proper naps. She was probably overtired. She screamed all day. She breastfed every 30 minutes. There was no break. And we didn't have any air conditioning back then either. She was born in the heat of summer. It was hot. I was exhausted. And I would say that my brain was still revving though. And when I mean revving, the only way that I can describe it is that it was a car revving in a driveway all day. It wasn't going anywhere, it wasn't doing anything, yet it ran out of petrol by the end of the day. It was exhausted and I wanted to do stuff, but I couldn't. And it drove me insane. I think, That was one of the points that I realized at Mother's Group. And I had a great mother's group. There was nothing wrong with them. But I thought, I'm not operating on this level. Like, I signed up to do a PhD on maternity leave. I thought I was going to be achieving all of the jobs. I wrote myself out a list of things that I was going to achieve on maternity leave. Who does that? But I think the awareness of ADHD in women, including mothers, is starting to increase. And we are seeing a spike of cases. And I think also, you know, ADHD mothers often have ADHD kids and they're getting picked up, the genetic link is being there. And I know so many women who are taking their kids' Ritalin and finding that it works for them and then going to get their own diagnosis afterwards. Or maybe they just accidentally took the Ritalin was like, what was that? I feel amazing. Not that I'm plugging certain medications or taking drugs without prescriptions, not at all. I'm just saying, I think this is some of the reasons why this is happening. So I think we are nearly going to wrap up that podcast here. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I'm going to keep these to 20 minutes if I can. Busy mothers don't have time to listen to long ones. Um, I just want to let you know that ADHD mums are the best. Let's link together. Let's support each other. We're in a mixed bag of life and let's break down the idea that we should be perfect. I don't think The definition of insanity should be anything other than having ADHD as a mother and then having perfectionism. You'll literally never get there if you have ADHD and you chase perfectionism. This podcast is the type of conversation I have with my friends and I want to really break down the stereotype that mothers are perfect and that we should be perfect. Who's perfect? Who isn't perfect? I'm not perfect. I'm open about it. I do mum fails all the time, which we're going to have a laugh about. And we are going to interview more people in this podcast. We're going to interview experts, but also mainly real women with ADHD, what they struggle with and what they do that makes a difference, how we can make changes. So this is not about being perfect. My socials is not going to be me drinking from perfectly made cups of tea, self-care, my perfect house. This podcast here is to create the feeling that you are not alone. We can be imperfect together. And it's okay that it takes us more effort to be organized and to share strategies around what's helped us. I encourage you to share this episode with other mums who might be struggling with, without ADHD. Maybe you just want to listen to this podcast for a bit of fun because it is a lot about motherhood. So thanks so much for everybody who listened. Um, We will be back next week. I just wanted to give you an overview about why this podcast came into existence and why I believe ADHD is so much more prevalent in women than it used to be. Thank you so much. And I hope you tune in next time.